In the name of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So, in my early years of Catholic elementary school, we were taught the Ten Commandments. And night after night, I would practice reciting them, memorizing the commandments in order to pass religion class and as a requirement to make my first communion in the second grade. Now, this was a pretty good deal. All I had to do was make sure that I didn't break any of these ten rules, and just like that, I could go to heaven. And in my way of thinking at age six and seven, some of those rules were pretty easy to keep. I mean, the first commandment insisted that there's only one God. Well, of course there was only one God. You know, the one in the pictures with the big beard and the flowing robes. That was God. And then the second commandment was against making idols. No idols. Well, I saw that movie with Charleston Heston as Moses, and since I wasn't allowed to play with fire, and I didn't know anyone with enough gold jewelry to make a golden calf, this one was a non-issue also. Then there was remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Not a problem. My family went to church every Sunday, and besides, I had already learned the rule that missing church was a very serious sin, and I sure didn't want to wind up in hell. And there were a bunch of other commandments that I didn't quite understand, something about adultery and coveting and bearing false witness, whatever that was. And some commandments were no-brainers, like do not kill or steal or lie. Then there was the one that said to honor your father and mother. Okay, finally one that applied to me. So I tried really hard not to give my parents any back talk and always try to obey them when they told me to do something. It would be a bit hard, but I figured that I could do that one. So from a legalistic point of view, I had the commandments covered. Basically, if I didn't lie or steal or kill somebody, I'd be in full compliance with God's commandments. My parents didn't want me to do any of these things anyway, so that would cover the commandment to honor my father and mother, right? In fact, I reasoned if I just obeyed my parents, that would cover all of the commandments. And so it became my blanket commandment. And it wasn't until much later in life that I realized that there was more to this whole thing than just legalistic observance. Now, in, in reading from the reading from John's Gospel, it says, For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. In other words, we show our love for God by obeying his commandments. By our undying faith in God, we conquer the world. And so what does it mean to conquer the world? And that is our ultimate quest, isn't it? To conquer those things in our world that adversely affect our lives. For some, it might be financial. Either struggling to, pro to provide for themselves and their families with the basic necessities of food and shelter and clothing. Or to maintain a certain level of comfort. In either case, money is regarded as the key to freedom from the clutches of fear that come from living in a mortal world. 
Conquering the world for some may mean holding a place of prestige or power. Some may want to be healed from injury or illness. And some just want to see their children safe in a world that holds no guarantees. Now on the topic of the commandments and obedience, in chapter 15 of John's Gospel, Jesus concludes his instructions that began in the previous chapter. He tells those with him that if they keep his commandments, they will share in the love that he has for them. And then he says plainly, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And that's it. The Savior, God's own Son, was sent first to be for us a model of what it truly means to love another person, unselfishly devoting himself to a ministry of bringing all others to know and to love God, spreading the glad news of God's mercy and salvation, and even giving his very life so that all may never die. No one has greater love than this, Jesus says, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus' second task was to deliver a simply stated commandment that we are to love one another in the same way that Jesus loved his disciples when he was with them, the same way that Jesus loves you and loves me and remains with us through his Holy Spirit. Having shown his followers what it is to love and having given his commandment to love others, Jesus then explains to his disciples that he no longer calls them servants because the servant does not know what the master is doing. He tells them that he's shared with them everything, everything that he has heard from his father. And it seems hard to believe that everything Jesus knows from God is spelled out in 15 chapters of John's gospel, and then it can all be distilled into one simple commandment, to love one another. Loving one another seems so easy, but... I believe that each of us knows how hard it is to, to put someone else ahead of ourselves. That's, that's not an easy task. And if we're honest with ourselves, many of us know that we have not always lived up to this commandment in the way that we should. I know that I haven't. The blanket commandment that I adopted as a boy was to obey my parents who knew what was best for me as they prepared me for life. Life as both their child and as God's child. The blanket commandment that Jesus gives to you and to me is that we love one another as Jesus himself has always and continues to love us. And the only way that we can show our love for God is by loving others, conquering the sinfulness and disparity of riches in the world. You know, I dare say that if we truly strived to love all others in the way that Jesus loves us, there would be no hunger. There'd be no homelessness. And the sick, the sorrowful, and the lonely would not be neglected, for they would know, and they would feel God's love for them reflected in the care and concern and the love that we share with them. In his immense love for us, Jesus 
has surely made known to us everything that he has heard from his Father. There is truly only one commandment that we must commit our lives to because it embodies everything. It embodies everything that Jesus brought to this earth as the Savior of the world. This is my commandment, he says, that you love one another as I have loved you. To live into this commandment requires a complete devotion of our hearts and our minds and our bodies. A complete devotion of our entire lives. Or as Jesus might say, to lay down our lives for others. For no one, no one has greater love than this. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.